Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You are listening to Wide the Truck. Are you ready to truck it? Welcome to your Nooner with Dooner on this Friday. How's everyone doing today? Been spending a lot of this week trying to get to the bottom of something. Big uh, news in the LTL space, obviously, with Yellow, and I've been checking with you guys all week to see if there have been any disruptions going on. One of the big ones here I just got last night, and it's an, auton- it's an, an- autonomous it's an anonymous tidbit, so I'm going to remove the company's name from it because, you know, that's only fair, but it says, hi there, I will share an anonymous freight tidbit. This company has already come to us earlier this week demanding high increases for 11 of our large customers, ranging from 17 to get this 80%. Yesterday, they also started refusing pickups for several customers. We escalated to our national rep. They basically said, too bad. They are allowing terminals to refuse picking up freight at new locations or locations that they don't go to often. Their stance was the increases will be put in place immediately or they will stop moving the customer's freight. The accounts with increases were said by this company to have been operating poorly and due to the increase in demand in the market, they're being targeted to improve profitability on these counts immediately. Even with, this isn't the company that said that, so I'll say their name, even with Uber Freight pushing back their refuse to negotiate, this is the first LTL carrier on our network to pull this. I'm sure more to follow, but I was surprised that this one was the first. Love what you do. Just wanted to share. Keep up the awesome work. Jake Noble said, seriously interesting, was on the phone with a couple of my manufacturer and key relationship in the parts world earlier. Uh, we were wondering what is, who is going to get the parts biz, but at first, that means who is going to um, have excess wear and tear on all these vehicles? Who's going to pick up the slack? And then the question turned into, where's all the existing freight in their network going? I've heard from some of you, and I said, you know, I don't really apologize. You watched the show. You read Freightways. You wouldn't know when to pull your freight weeks ago. Elise Davis says, yes, Central Transport had certain terminals refusing third-party at customers. Not in a rush, wanting a good rate. It was a little crazy getting things moved around. Nick Galito have had multiple customers tell me that um, well, this guy says XBO is missing pickups who refused to flood our network with freight being pushed our way from the shutdown. Interesting. A little tightness in LTL. But, you know, dry van's luck would be you have the biggest carrier bankruptcy in history and you don't see any runoff whatsoever, right? They're dying out there. We always talked about how we need a, we need a little in- attrition in this space, and I know that that's not necessarily a good thing. But here's the good news. We also got some market Tightness going on in the Northeast, possibly. It said, yeah, I'm not thrilled. Northeast outbound seems to have flipped hard. Bottom bower rates aren't good for anyone, really. But this was really bad timing for me personally due to some changes to my company and Northeast accounts. Some brokers taking a bath on Northeast outbounds. Mike Diamond says, definitely seeing it and have tightened in the last couple of weeks in the Northeast region. Still not terrible, but taking more effort to get certain lanes covered up that way. Uh, that would have been layups in early July. New Trucker Mike, my mega, asked all Northeast drivers to go full OTR recently to pick up the slack. Daily Dan says, tight like a tiger. So, interesting stuff. Guys, keep me, uh, keep me abreast of this. I love having the data here, but hearing from you, what you're actually experiencing is even more important. Tduner at FreightWaves.com or hit me up on 
LinkedIn, or Twitter. Probably a lot easier if you've ever seen the number of emails I have. On the show today, I'm talking to BitFreighter's Brad Perling. He brought the Ice Bucket Challenge back. You've probably been like, what is it, 2014? Why is everyone on this show suddenly dumping ice on their head? I didn't start this. This started with a gentleman named Brad. They have an event going on. They have a charity thing, and he's the one. He's the reason that I need to uh, beg Craig Fuller for an ice budget now because i got to stop at Circle K every day on my way to work and buy a couple bags of these things. We're also going to learn about how to win freight with what they got called Live Quote. So we'll get all into that. We got the Roots Monte Sedillo. He is a yellow alum. He spent years over there. Um, he's been out of there for a while now, but we're going to hear what it was like near the end of times over there. Plus, he's a temperature controlled savant. So we'll get into something we haven't recently, which is food, feed, and energy markets. He's going to tell us all about freight moving through those. We got Justin Martin, the super trucker. He's going to break down this truck jacking that happened. Are you guys shocked? I did not expect that to be a middle-aged 50-something-year-old couple that stole that truck. It's a crazy story. We have it for you later. What happens to yellow trailers? Big topic of conversation, too. A lot of people saying, hey, I got a yellow trailer dropped in my yard. What does this mean? What am I supposed to do with the damn thing? Um, we got truckers versus buckies, and we got another topic that I did not expect to take off last night. I put what's. I asked people why you decide to go company versus lease purchase, and I got a ton of replies from drivers that are very interesting. We got Tech Locates, Ryan Rod and Haley Fazio. They're here to talk about Freightway's next in-person event, F3. We'll learn all about the greatest festival in, in freight. Plus, they both have been Ice Bucket Challenge, so they're going to make good on that. I get to soak them. Then uh, chocolate, nacho cheese, and lemons have spilled across U.S. highways this week. There's a horror movie coming out about slots and how to not be your own personal yellow. So let's tip the band, and we will get all into it. You may... Think of AIT Worldwide Logistics, an average U.S. forwarder, but in the past decade, they've evolved to become a global logistics powerhouse. Today, AIT is customizing supply chain solutions for multinational Fortune 500 companies, shipping between Asia, Europe, and North America, and the Middle East. Despite the company's exponential growth, they are still experts when it comes to creating tailored plans to fulfill your supply chain requirements. Find out how your business can benefit from logistics pros at AITWorldwide.com. Let's take a look at the video that started it all. Hey, I'm Brad with Bitfreighter. That was the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Bitfreighter is excited to announce the Bitfreighter event is coming up on August 7th. Part of the funds that we're raising for the event is for the ALS research. We chose that for my mother-in-law, Karen, because she was just diagnosed with ALS. We will hope that everybody will participate in the Ice Bucket Challenge and do your Ice Bucket Challenge today. Incredible. So Brad Perling Series co-founder, managing partner over at Brit, Brit Freighter. Now, Brad, I didn't really know about your involvement in this thing until Ryan Rogers got double challenged. I thought that like Freight Caviar, you know, he's 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 over in Poland and maybe like in Europe, this thing had been brought back and, and then he challenged Reed and he challenged me and I thought it started there. Then after Ryan got got dunked when Matt challenged him, it all came to light that this started with you and I learned about the cause and I saw your video and it's it's a great mission. Before we get into like live quote and all that, tell me about why you decided to bring it back. Yeah, so about a year ago, we noticed my mother-in-law, uh, her speech was starting to get slurred and we thought, uh, you know, that something, something was off and uh, she thought maybe she had some uh, muscle dystrophy in her tongue. Um, and after a, a bunch of tests and um, a lot of doctor visits, uh, unfortunately, we found out that she had ALS. And uh, over the last year, we've seen it progress and it's been heartbreaking to watch. Um, and so this has affected my family and my wife personally. Um, and 
we wanted to make the golf event, our first golf event, bigger than just Bitfreighter. Uh, we wanted to um, really make it about um, partnering with the philanthropy. And ALS just made sense to us because it, it's so personal to me. Um, I didn't want to just make it about myself, but uh, because we were able to um, get everybody involved and, and really bring back the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge, um, our, our sponsors that have been part of this event, uh, Ryan Rogers with Text Locate, Truck Stop, S-Works, Green Screens, all of those folks have um, done the Ice Bucket Challenge and, and really embraced it and brought it back. And now it's gotten further than, than just our event. It's no longer about our event. It's really about bringing uh, awareness back to ALS. I mean, ALS affects 20,000 people a year. That's a small number. So it's really not um, something that's talked about. And it's, it's not something that will affect you and you even understand what it um, has on, on somebody's family until it actually happens to you. And it's, it's, not, it's something you can't fight. Uh, once you're diagnosed with it, you have between 14 months and five to 10 years. Um, and, and there's no drugs. There's nothing that you can do to prevent dying with ALS. And it's, that's, a, that's a gruesome um, thing to say and it's uh it's a it's a terrible diagnosis it's 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 terrible and so being able to bring ALS awareness I know there's a couple drugs out there now that just got brought back but uh I really appreciate Freight Waves and um everybody bringing this this challenge back and and uh making ALS uh you know bringing it back and having the awareness out there um that uh the Ice Bucket Challenge brings to um you know, tell everybody about ALS. Yeah, I got I got to give you a little little cowbell for that, Brett. Thank you so much for sharing that story, bring it back. And I like your point that this is bigger than this. This is something we can scale. This is something we can give back to Freight. Who cares what it is? ALS is still a big thing. There hasn't been a lot of awareness brought to it. And this is a great way for us and Freight to do it. Don't wait for me to challenge you or Brad to challenge you or anyone else. Start this in your own company. Start sharing these on social media and make this a thing in Freight that we can all embrace. I'm doing my best to scale it over here. Brad's doing a great job. And you out there, we can't do it without you. We're just a few people. So make sure you help. Make sure you spread that awareness. And you know what? Also spread awareness. 30,000 people from Yellow lost jobs, right? Spread some awareness of that, too. There's 30,000 brothers and sisters of ours in supply chain, truck drivers, operations people, managers. They all need new positions. So I think that we can make something really go with this. And, uh, again, I appreciate you shining a light. Let's talk about something about Bit Freighter, though, because you got this thing called LiveQuote. You tell me you can win freight with it. How do you do that? Yeah, so we're so I want to kind of take a step back and talk about Bitfreighter as a whole because our platform was launched as an EDI platform to help people scale with unlimited pricing. And really, I think um, the the message should be that Bitfreighter helps people scale, helps brokers scale their companies. And what I mean by that is we help them scale with their shippers, and we do that in uh, basically four components: quoting, tendering, updates, and invoicing. Um, all four things can be handled with Bitfreighter, whether it's via EDI or API. There's companies using EDI to uh, automate quoting. There's companies using API to automate quoting. And there's comp companies using bots to automate quoting. We can help you be, uh, create a digital presence um, and use our live quote tool to essentially cast a wider net and cover those times that potentially you don't have people bidding on freight. Those times during lunch the times where folks are going home 
from five o'clock to six o'clock. Maybe you have people working after hours, giving people a better quality of life when they get home that they're not worried about having to quote those after hours loads. And even on the weekends and at night when those loads come over, the system, the system can automate all of that. And, um, you can feel comfortable with it because you can dial the system in and out, um, really depending on how you want to do it. So, um, there's really two advantages that we've seen people get with the system. Obviously they can win more loads because they're helping, we're helping them automate that. Right. Uh, you don't always have to have somebody with their finger on the trigger trying to win more freight. Um, but the second thing is it's helping them have better conversations with their shippers. We capture all the analytics behind the spot boards, behind the real-time rating marketplaces, the dynamic pricing marketplaces, that secondary tier on top of that, the spot markets. So you can pair those two, two uh, different types of quoting layers and start to really understand what opportunities exist for your brokerage. How does that work? How does it work? What's the user experience? So I go into, I go into, I go on Bitfreight or I go into live quote. What am I doing? Yeah. So, uh, you go into live quote, you, we have a, um, a full tool. There's three components. It's, um, essentially you got capacity markups and truck prices and all three of those kind of tie together. When you think about when, uh, somebody manually quotes a load, you have to understand the market. You have to understand the load details. You have to understand if you have capacity. You have to understand the shipper and their expectations. All those things go into automating the live quote tool. And each one of those things, you can dial it in based on the shipper and really get a uh, fine-tuned markup experience or or a quoting experience for that shipper. So when you think about the list of spot boards that you're dealing with today and you want to go and automate those spot boards or at least capture the data, that's what we can do for brokerages and really help them scale their operations. Wow. You have any feedback yet? Anybody using this? Heck yeah. Yeah. We're, we are seeing a, uh, phenomenal, uh, return on an investment, right? Uh, we've seen people go from winning three loads a week to 50 loads a week overnight because they can cast a wider net. They can capture opportunities that they can't get to. If you have a shipper putting out 1500 loads a day, a human can't bid all of that freight. You have to put a full team behind that. And that's what the bot can do. And you can really, um, you don't have to be concerned about bidding too much freight because we have a capacity uh, component in there that allows you to dial it up, dial it down based on how much capacity you actually want to give the system. Interesting. So is it like the target ideal customer? Is it a, a large shipper that needs all that scale? Is it a smaller one or is this, this fit you dependent upon your needs? So I can tell you that today we are connected to systems like Emerge, TransPlace, Uber, E2Open, OTM. And then there's some uh, proprietary systems that we're connected to as well. We also have bots that can connect to the systems that don't have APIs. So if you're working on a spot board on some of the major players, they also have a thing called real-time rating or dynamic pricing. And that's a secondary layer that you cannot quote that freight unless you have our tool. Wow. That's something that you really need to look into. If you are missing opportunities, you're looking to win more freight. This isn't it. This tool can help you immediately capture more opportunities. 
Well, seeing is believing. Like, if, if my listeners, they like what they hear, they want a demo of this, or they want to see this in action, or they want to know more, how do, how do I introduce them? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can check us out at bitfreighter.com. Uh, there's a link up there that says live quote. Um, you can sign up for a demo. Just check us out. Uh, we'd love to show you a demo and uh, get you started. It's We can get get you started on any APIs and really under under a week or so have it turned on and uh, start capturing some opportunities. Now, Brad, I noticed someone walked by with an umbrella and you, you might be sitting outside. Is, is there any particular reason for that? Yeah, so uh, I don't think I would be a, uh, a good leader leading this cause if I didn't go on freight waves on the air and <laughs> do the ice bucket challenge again. So um, I have a bucket of ice, some water here. I, I, I couldn't remember how it felt the last time, so I had to, I have to do this thing again. It, it's a little shocking. It, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Justin and Monty, you guys still have time to get your own ice buckets if you, if you want to get in on this. <laughs> oh, here we go. He's loading up. Let's get it. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Man, but now we, we get, you got to put the headphones in because we can't hear you. You got to put the headphones in so we can, yeah. There we go. Might need one more. Might need to put the other one in too. Might pick, well, pick, it's got to reconnect. Uh-oh. Needed to pick him back up on the audio so we can get his challenge. If not, I could always put it in secondary. If it would let him use his maybe second mic, perhaps, if he could just select his computer mic, that might be able to get him where he's going. All right, well, Brad, you know what? When, if you can get Brad's audio up, I'll, I'll, I'll let the guys in the back work on that for a minute. They can work with him. I'll jump over to Meanwhile. thousand pounds of chocolate caught fire Monday morning in Placer County and left a melty mess and traffic delays. The fire happened on westbound Interstate 80 in Colfax just before 4.30 a.m. According to Cal Fire, officials said the incident happened after the truck's trailer caught fire and became separated from its tractor portion on the roadway. Piles of chocolate, as you can see right here, they've been seen melting and smoldering. I don't know if you've ever been in my kitchen, but if you have, you'd smelled burnt chocolate before. It ain't good. for the wildlife it's not the only spill that happened either when life gives you lemons you got this truck over here nbc4 reports a tractor trailer full of the citrus fruit crashed and overturned on a new jersey highway wednesday morning starling traffic enough to put a sour note on the evening commute for those in the area as the produce was left strewn about the roadway nobody was hurt and local headline writers they live for stories like this like they just sit on these puns like they they, they can't wait until something like this happens but i got my own when you got a queso the Tuesdays, the Hill reports a truck carrying nacho cheese crashed on an Arkansas highway Tuesday afternoon, leaving a cheesy mess across the roadway. Although, this was going to be a fun segment, but there's also, there's also been a big chemical crash in uh, Chattanooga, right down the street today. I don't have all the details on that. I actually just got an email from the local news, though. They want someone to, uh, to talk about hazmat drivers. But if you're over in that area, I think it's by 24 in Chattanooga. Don't quote me on that because I'm just spitballing. Uh, be careful out that way. In the meantime, Monte Cedillo, VP of Sales at The Roots. Monte, what is up, my man? Dooner, what's going on, brother? You look awfully dry. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'll tell you what, it's been pretty wet here in Kansas City lately, though. 
Oh, has it? A lot, a lot of rain out there. Oh, you need it. Lot, too many yeah. fires, man. That Canadian air, all that bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you used yeah. to. So this yellow story, it hits a little close to home for you because you used to work yeah. at yellow and you were there kind of near the, the la- not the dying days, but the last days of yellow. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, hold on. Do we have Brad? Hold on. I got to jump to Brad real quick because he's got to make his challenge. Hold on. Let me bring Brad up real quick yep. so I can let him off the hook because he's soaked. Brad, bring Brad up real quick. Brad, do we got your audio back? Yep. Can you hear me okay? I got you great now. All right. Um, I have four people to challenge. I have four companies. Okay. I got Sage Freight, Chariot Logistics, Everest, and Transportation One. Sweet. Anybody from any of those companies can pick up this challenge. I know uh, a bunch of those people are going to be at the event on Monday, and we will have the Ice Bucket Challenge live at our golf event. So if they want to do it there, they can uh, secure the challenge and do it on site. Excellent. Thank you so much. Once again, you are the, uh, the GOAT. Thank you so much for, for doing this. Justin, when you clip this later, take that other segment in this, and, and when he gives the challenge and put it together. Justin just gave me a thumbs up. Thank you so much, Brad. Enjoy your event. Thanks. And uh, send us some pictures or some videos of it. I'll be happy to air them. I will send them over to you. We have a full film crew on site on Monday, so we'll send them to you. Cool. Thanks, guys. Take it easy. All right, Monty, sorry about that. Brad, Brad, poor Brad was, bring Monty back. Poor Brad was soaked over there. I had to make sure to get his call-outs in. That's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> let, let's talk about Yellow, man. You had a little experience there. Was, was the writing on the wall when you were in Yellow, what, what was it like at the time that you spent at Yellow, and what time was that? Yeah, so I, um, I joined Yellow um, on their logistics brokerage startup in 2017. And at the time... Um, I think when I joined the stock was cruising around nine bucks a share. So, you know, there was good momentum. Um, and there was a lot of excitement about starting the logistics brokerage up to create some good stickiness with the customer base. Um, you know, so it was, it wasn't all doom and gloom, uh, per se, you know, when I started there in 2017. Wow. But how did the news hit you when you started hearing all this stuff? Cause you know, a lot of people over there, don't you? Yeah, I know quite a bit. Um, you know, it was interesting. The uh, as things kind of started to to wind down, it was um, it was frustrating. You know, it was there was a lot of great people there, um, a lot of really strong relationships with customers, and uh, we built a lot of great relationships with the uh, sales team and the account executives there and leadership. And um, you know, there was there was definitely a mentality of you know perhaps we're too big to fail, but at the same time. Um, you know, there was a lot of folks that wanted to see this thing, um, you know, get out of the debt that they were in. And, you know, unfortunately, that didn't happen. So, Excellent. Hard, hard to hear. We've been trying to tie a little bit of the, uh, the awareness in this Ice Bucket Challenge for ALS, but also for all these displaced yellow workers. But you're in a good home now. You're over at the Roots Logistics. For people who are not familiar with the Roots is all about, what do you guys do? Yeah, so we're a um, we're a vertically integrated supply chain arm for the Redwood Group, who is our parent company. Um, we do a lot of uh, you know typical brokerage moves with uh, open deck, flatbeds, hot shots, step decks, RGNs, Conestogas, um, and then drive in space. We do the you know fifty three foot drive in trailers and um, box trucks, straight trucks, sprinter vans, things of that nature. Uh, but we also support um, parts of our uh, our parent company, the Redwood Group, and help them move some of the different commodities that they um, buy, sell, and trade. 
What what should we know about, because you guys touch a lot of food, feed, and energy. I don't always jump into that topic. What do we need to know about that space? Yeah, so we, um, you know, the Redwood Group is a, a very large provider of a lot of commodities that a lot of your manufacturers are using to produce human consumption food products, uh, pet food products, and then we trade on the energy side. Um, we've got a really cool uh, fuel protection program to where you can hedge against you know, increasing fuel costs on the diesel end, um, you know, so it's a great product for carriers or even customers that, you know, are moving a lot of freight and, and need that additional uh, risk mitigation. So you guys doing a lot of temperature control? You know, not not so much um, on our brokerage arm. We mostly focus on dry goods. Um, uh, the parent company's got some assets to move hoppers and, and things of that nature for a lot of the commodities that they're buying and trading. But, um, you know, we typically stay in the, in the dry product. What's new to you about this space? What are, what are you learning? Because you didn't come directly from food, feed, and energy. You mentioned you were at Yeah Logistics doing just, you know, general freight of all kinds. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, as I, I've only been here for three months, but as I get integrated with the company, just learning how many different markets that they operate in has been really fascinating. Um, I was actually just at a, a trade show up in Minnesota and it was a uh, Minnesota Farm Fest. So I was, you know, getting my, uh, my hands dirty here with a bunch of farmers and agricultural machinery producers and, um, you know, learning a lot of that end and on the seed and the, the crop um, industry and, and harvest and all of that good stuff. So um, that's definitely something that's out of my, uh, you know, my expertise. And so I'm learning quite a bit in that space pretty quickly because that's largely who um, the parent company um, works with very closely. So a lot of, a lot of learning going on in that space. What are you seeing in the market, especially the market you run in? Are you, are you seeing any tightness? Is it still, is it still loose? What's the uh, prognosis, Doc? You know, we were actually just having conversations with some of our, um, you know, our team that handles uh, the grain grain side, and it's um, it's very similar to what I'm seeing a lot in the dry goods, where you know, a lot of carriers are still looking for freight to haul. Um, so we've got strategic partnerships with a lot of great providers, and we're trying to maintain those as well as we can to make sure that. You know, we're not sewering the rates so that they're, you know, struggling to make um, ends meet. We want to make sure that they're getting a paid fair price right now. So when the market does, um, you know, swing or when that pendulum does swing back in, in um, more of the carrier's favor, those ma- relationships are maintained and um, that position is redwood and, and the roots in a good spot. Well, well, what listeners should reach out to you if they if they like what they hear? They're in that space. Why should they reach out to you, Monte? Yeah, so we, um, the Roots has a really strong uh, carrier base in the open deck um, and, and dry van space. So if you're doing heavy hauls, flatbeds, um, RGNs, step decks, double drops, Conestogas, um, we've got carriers calling us all day, every day um, that we partner with regularly um, that have really nice equipment and they offer really great service, um, showing up on time, delivering on time and taking care of our freight. Um, and, and that's part of our expertise with being a supply chain company um, from the parent side is, is we understand, you know, what we need from a service perspective, because we've got to deliver our own product that we're buying and trading on time. Um, and so we pass that expertise down um, to the customers that we are partnering with as well um, to handle their freight as well. So dry vans and, um, you know, particularly flatbeds, open deck space, um, if you have a need, we've got uh, a wide variety of solutions that we can offer in that in that arena. 
I gotta DM you. Next time we do a segment, we should we should do how a, a Conestoga gets loaded. That would be kind of cool, and we've never really shown that yeah. before. So we should set something up like that. That would be a fun time. In the meantime, though, how do people reach out Absolutely. to you? Um, the email is the easiest way, and then give me a quick phone call. Um, Monty.cedio at therootslogistics.com is the easiest way, um, or they can give me a shout uh, over the phone. And I don't know if you got my line there posted, but we can distribute that as well. But um, yeah, that's the easiest way to reach us. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. Take care, brother. Have a good weekend. Absolutely. Thanks, Sam. See you later. All right. China, India, Korea, Vietnam, Belgium, the Czech Republic, France, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Switzerland, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Mexico. More than 2,700 AIT worldwide logistics supply chain experts are stationed in these countries. And of course, in offices across the United States. And in 2023, they're adding even more global locations. This organization strives to make it easier than ever for companies to ship between Asia, Europe, and the Middle East and North America. If you're ready to create a shipping program as unique as your business, as unique as you, you can learn more at AITWorldwide.com. So get it after the show or pause the show if you're listening on demand. Anyway, coming soon. can't wait for this. I don't know if you guys ever saw like Death Proof in the movie theater, the Eli Roth movie. But Eli Roth had a, I mean the uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Eli Roth had a, a fake trailer called Thanksgiving. Turkey. If you're interested, I could sell you that one. They're really that slow? Maybe they just tricked us all. In the jungle, she's a beta, but out here, she's an alpha. It is a wild animal. You don't even know what it eats. Alpha? It's a slaughterhouse. Oh, God. Alpha! can't wait i think that's out i think i believe that comes out at the end of august uh, i'm here for it anyways it's super trucker justin martin yeah i like the beat deeper these movies getting now there we go yeah so thanksgiving i mean i always want to see the Eatler out thanksgiving i i like a you ever see the movie Beavers? The, I, I forget. The, no. I don't know if that's the full name, but Bill Burr's in the beginning of it, and he's a truck driver who crashes into one of these killer beavers. Not only an amazing cameo from my favorite comedian slash podcaster, but a great movie as well. I'm just wondering, like, how many layers of irony deep are these movies going to get now? I mean, even in the even in the trailer, they're like acknowledging that the title is kind of cringe. Yeah, they literally they all cringe. Like, <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I saw I saw some slots when I when I went on our honeymoon. My wife and I ten years ago we went to Costa Rica and I was able to see some slots, but they they were not very dangerous. They're high up and slow. I, it's, I, I'm not gonna be able to suspend my disbelief. They're so slow. Yeah, they I, it, it's but you know I, that's the I think that's the whole joke of the movie. But can it sustain for a good ninety minute runtime? The good thing I like about a crappy horror movie though, it's like a good punk song. They're never too long. You're like a punk song is yeah. like two and a half minutes long. A crappy horror movie will be like 90 minutes tops. It won't be like some Marvel, you know, two hour and 45 minute movie. Oh, yeah. My wife and I, we, we like scroll through Netflix endlessly now because we see a movie and it's two hours and we're like, we're not watching that. Yeah. So, yeah, 90 minutes is that nice sweet spot. That's what I, that's all I got. That's all I got for you. 90 minutes. All right, hey, there was a, there was a crazy crazy story. Show the picture yeah. of this this couple and uh, it, it it's just unexpected. You would not think like this middle-aged couple would 
be truck jacking. What happened here, Clarissa Hawes reports on this one. This the full story you can read on FreightWaves.com. But basically, there's this truck driver for Warner Enterprises. He ends up getting hot, taken hostage by these guys. But it all started when this couple got pulled over. The cop uh, saw an anomaly in their registration. He goes back to the vehicle like they do to go check it out. They take off. They go to some truck stop. They've got a stun gun and a gun. And they somehow get some driver to, uh, you know, they, they pull a stun gun, the gun on him. They go in his cab. They go on a chase for a couple hours with the police. The police get them down on the side of a road. There's a hail of gunfire. Uh, show the picture of the front of that cab, all the bullets. They, there was a hail of bullets. I, I am. Yeah. I, it's not clear to me in this story. Was the driver still in the truck while this hail of gunfire was going on? I, I wasn't able to get details on that either. And what's, what's really... Um crazy about the story is the driver basically did everything right like he was parked at a truck stop in a secure location um what he could have done to i guess avoid this is just lock his doors i don't know if they you know approached him and knocked on the door and he opened them not knowing that they were going to be you know carjacking him or truck jacking him but um yeah it just goes to show you like if you're parked for the night and somebody comes knocking on your window you really don't know what's going to happen you can't assume either. You'd see these two. Yeah. You might think like, oh, this is just like some middle-aged couple that's lost in the parking lot. You know, they, they just yeah. look like they're on vacation or something. You're not, you're not really going to think twice. You're especially not going to think they got a stun gun and you're going to end up in like some hail of bullets. Yeah, yeah. What a wild story. How do, like, how do you, because everyone says he should lock his door. He's got to lock his door. Um, did this happen while he was inside the truck and they came up to it and opened the door? I mean, because there, there could have been some yeah. ruse here is what I'm saying. Like, he just maybe thought he was being helpful. Yeah, you know, if you're parked in, like, people know all the sketchy areas. You know, Gary, Indiana, that's, that's a notorious one. Um, I've had nights where I use a load strap between uh, the two doors of my truck to keep, you know, you lock the doors and you run a load strap between the two to, to keep it uh, as secure as you can. But I mean, if it's just like a, a couple that knocks on your door and says, "Hey, buddy, we got a question for you," and you open your door, they got your truck now. Yeah, and that couple's dead now too. I don't know why <laughs> they ran in the first place. That's still not clear. I don't know why they took off. Why they went on this massive chase? Why they used a semi truck as the vehicle during this man? They're not very quick. They're pretty noticeable. No. They're easy to track. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a. I wasn't warned. There was a that Swift truck that got stolen, uh, or they using a bank heist. Uh, like last year. So, I mean, it's you're, if you're committing crime with a semi-truck, you're going to get caught. I mean, you Remember we showed you all the tracking apps drivers have? If you kidnap yeah. a driver, this guy's <laughs> tracked by like 80 people. Like the, yes. they're, yeah. they're not the best thing to, to kidnap or to use as a hostage unless you want the cops breathing down your neck for the entire chase. Yeah, and um, just from the photos, you know, you can see the, the, the bullets entered through, through the, the windshield. So I was hoping maybe the driver is like, you know, hunkered down in the bunk, and that's why he didn't get hit. Um you know, there's no other shots of like the the side of the cab, so we don't know if like any bullets entered through the, the sleeper cab. But fortunately, just just a couple were shot, and the driver's okay. I would like to know the police procedure. So if that driver was in there, I mean that that calls into some question here. But the officer's actions for shooting at this windshield with a hostage inside. Yeah, well, you never want a truck to go. I mean, a truck's a heavy heavy vehicle, so you could do some damage down the road. So even if they're disabling the tires and stuff, um, you know, if they get towards like a town, you could you could still do some damage with a truck like that. You know, there's a big question that's been out this week. Yeah, show this one right here, these yellow trailers. People have, uh, this guy said, I'm just kind mm. of wondering, I have a yellow trailer. They've gone bankrupt. It's it's on my property. What happens to this trailer now? We put this out to the community, and it's, it seems like it depends, Justin. Yeah, so we had a manager at a place I used to work at where they just decided to clear out the back lot. You know, every empty trailer that was parked there for more than six months uh, he just wrote down the name of the companies and started making phone calls. And he said, you got two weeks to get your trailer or I'm having them towed. 
And what was even annoying with that is most places won't tell you anything unless there's like a, a ticket from the police, unless it's like private property and they have a contract with you. So even trying to get rid of a trailer that's on your property, unless you have a contract with a tow company, it could be a real hassle. Ugh. We got a lot of comments on this one, too, and that's where, like, this confusion... I mean, some of these... It's Twitter, so we're X. Some of these some of these are jokes. But <laughs> yeah. Tricky Mick, ETC Frog B, said they become your property. Toasted Dreg, as many trailers as they had, all of them will never be accounted for, but I'm sure who is ever handling the liquidation will recover as many as they can. Going to take a while, though. Our own Craig Fuller said, sounds like a temporary storage trailer until they track this thing down. Dad of two roadsides, you can lean it and take possession... Follow your state's laws for abandoned vehicles. Mac Lovin, I could use a couple of good storage trails. A lot of people just seeing storage trailers <laughs> on top of these things. Um, Justin Martin put it up on eBay. Matthew Leffler, once bankruptcy begins, all and then Matthew would know he's a lawyer. Once bankruptcy begins, all assets will be sold or repossessed. If sold, lien holders, aka the banks, get priority. How this equipment is recovered will be interesting. If you have yellow trails on your property, stop thinking about storage fees and making a claim in court. So this could kind of get messy if they come after it, but it also sounds like they may not come after it at all. We still see sell it on trailers, NEF, yep. NEMF trailers. You still see all the old trailers out there. New Century, LTL carrier I used to work for. I see their trailers maybe once a year. Yeah. Hold on one second. Hey, I think that was, uh, I think that was, I think, I don't think that was Ryan. Oh, he's right there. Okay, he's right behind me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was looking for Ryan Rogers, just making sure he was near the set. Now, the other topic that we put out, by the way, if you have trailers, you're stuck with trailers, take some pictures of them, send them to me, tdunartfreightways.com, or even better, get me on the Twitter or... They're, they're uh, going to be everywhere. On the LinkedIn. I'd like to know your experience. But another topic that we put out there was lease versus company driver. And a lot of times you just put these topics you know, on X and, and nobody will, will bite. But so many drivers jumped in on this one. And at first they're like, what are you, some kind of idiot? I think is the way I, I phrased it. But all I really, I was just, I was personally curious why people select one or the other. If you remember our old friend Rooster, he was the lease driver. You were a company guy for many different things. And I was curious what it is. And so much of the feedback here was from people saying that the lease purchase program is nothing but a predatory scam in many of these locations. Yeah, if you're a new driver and you have maybe three months to six months experience with a company and they offer you a lease purchase experience, uh, run. Do not walk from that company. Uh, a lease purchase program makes perfect sense if you're somebody with years of experience, you know the operating costs, and it fits for you. Um, you can make more money as a lease operator than a company driver, but you really got to know your operating costs and you need to know what you're getting into. A lot of what happens with a lot of these companies is like they'll – throw some big numbers at somebody and they'll give them all the gross numbers that they're going to be making, but not the net. They're not the understanding that, you know, you're paying for your fuel, you're paying for your insurance, your maintenance costs, all that. Um, you know, we just had a video posted up the other day of a driver that uh, leased, leased a truck with a company and they were telling him his, his paychecks were going to be $2,500 a week and his first paycheck is $200. I, I had that one in the rundown that I saw was six minutes long and I'm like, that's, that's yeah, ever yeah. for TV. Um, There's was, so many, so many examples of that. Yeah. Well, here's a lot of the comments we got, too. For example, Rose, Heaven's Black Sheep, she says, I'm a company driver because I don't want the responsibility of doing the paperwork. I sign off every Friday and don't think about work till Monday or Sunday, depending. I'm not interested in selling my soul or time for a salary that acts more like a stock market. 
New trucker Mike, don't have the experience of leasing. Everyone I met at my company that leases tells me not to do it. That should tell you something. I'm a company driver, and we do not force dispatch. That's one of the big reasons I came to this company that shall not be named. He's always big on that. He always calls it the company that shall not be named. Incognito Mike said, I know there's people out there who have been successful, but I have never talked to a single person that has successfully did a lease purchase. You have all the risk and little reward. I have been both an actual OO and a company driver. Both have been rewarding in their own ways. Brian says they lure you in. They, he's saying that they go after the CDL schools. They go after the guys who want the American dream. I want to be the American trucker. He says they make it sound like the best deal ever. I did it once in the beginning 20 years ago. They sell the freedom of routing, fueling, choosing your own loads. It rarely ever works out. Eight years as an owner-operator still wasn't the bee's knees. <laughs> Many more pluses in company side. John Conrad said he would do it, but he can't afford a ship. He's, a, he's, a, he's always trying to insert himself in these, these dialogues because he's Mr. Boat. Uh, I did get one. One person did chime in. And he said, hey, I, it works for me. Wes Harmon, he said, I make a good living as a lease purchase driver at Prime, but I have no home expenses and drive almost all the time. When my buyout period comes up, I'll buy out my remaining balance, which adds up to roughly $70,000 more a year for me. $30,000 in emergency funds and the rest into savings. And he said, hey, it may not work for everybody, but if you go in understanding what it is, you understand the circumstances, it can be a good thing. Exactly. And I think that's what's the, the big the biggest disservice to a lot of guys that get roped into this is they're not giving the full picture right up front. And we got one more here. So Justin, you showed us this video on social media. <laughs> Follow him at Super Trucker. He put this one out here and he said, Hey, here's how you get past the pumps. You can bring your pump, your semi, as long as you disguise it as an RV. However, we found out that's not the case. Let's take a look at this video. Why is that? It's a registered an RV. Is that smaller than the bus out there? Andrew, that's your what? That's our policy. So you discriminate against truckers, and our and trucks and uh, registers RVs. You discriminate against them. We don't discriminate. We're just saying. Yeah. So you're not going to sell me any product or give my kids food at Bucky's here in Florence, South Carolina. I'm not moving that truck. I'm not. You move every single truck bigger than me out of here. I'm not moving that truck. Not trying to be mean to you, but that's discrimination in this wonderful country we live in today. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, so there are Andrew and Bucky's in Florence isn't going to sell us any cookies or food or anything because we have an RV registered as a truck. Thanks, Andrew. All right, well, Andrew Andrew got the business right there from, from that guy who was there with his family. Is it discrimination, though? Like, can a private business make that call? I, I've seen a lot of drivers actually side with Bucky's on this. They are a private business. I have always said, you know, openly, I will never stop inside of a Bucky's. They do have locations that do have truck parking and truck fueling. I kind of made that first post as like kind of a joke. Uh, but then I found that video from uh, this guy, uh, Just Trucking on Instagram and YouTube. And yeah, he was on vacation with his family. Their semi is registered as a recreational vehicle. There's recreational vehicles that are bigger than his truck inside the same location. And they're allowed to be there and apparently not his truck there. So... I don't know, man. I've, any of my business. I've worked retail. I like the retail guys who look the other way. Sometimes, you know, you see a dad there with yeah. his kids and, you know, you don't. I know it's the rule. I get it that it's the rule. Yeah. You know what also is the rule? Being a good person sometimes and just looking the other way. Yeah. No, I, if there was a way that like Bucky's would like give a grace period of like, okay, we're going to allow it for 30 days and then you guys kind of self-police. And then the I guarantee you the first truck driver that like ruins it for everybody they're not walking out of that parking lot alive. Ooh, nah, nah, <laughs> brutal stuff, Justin. Well, hey, thank you for coming on the show today. Everybody go check out Justin at Super Trucker. Follow us on social media at FW What the Truck. And um, 
I, I, you've been sick. I'm not going to make you ice bucket yourself. Maybe another time. I have, I have my water right here. I've been, I've been hydrating. I think that you do need to do it though to challenge the trucker community because we need to get like Lombard oh, and those guys to start doing it. Oh yeah. Next week. It's coming, guys. Maybe Wednesday we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you. Oh, yeah. We're going to scale this. All right. Thank you so much for coming on. Take care. Take care. Speaking of Mike Lombard, he was on the show recently. He uh, can get you pumped up. And here he started like talking, he was like, formulating the thoughts on this. He was like, I was thinking about Yellow and 99 years old. And, 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 you know, if they can fail, that's a reason why you should just go out there and do it. Well, he put all his thoughts together in this amazing rant elsewhere. Yellow has ceased operations. What's the lesson here? Take the leap of faith. Go after something you want. A 99-year-old company failed. What do you have to be afraid of? Teddy Roosevelt once said, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end will triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who never know victory nor defeat. Our enemies only know defeat while we sleep on the battlefield. They shoot the f at <laughs> If you're not ready to run through a wall, I don't know what will make you. Hey, joining me up here now, it's Freightway Zone, Hallie Fazio, event cheerleader, event put on together. Um, <laughs> uh, the, you are like the, uh, the sort of like behind the scenes maitre d', right? Yeah. You're like the behind the scenes host. Behind the scenes host, sponsorships, operations, sales, the events team kind of does everything of everything. So. Yeah, Kaylee is like the onstage host that yeah. like leads you like during the show, but she's the one like leading up to the event, behind the event, and navigating what you need to know. Yeah. She's your girl for that. And next to me, you know this gentleman. He had a text locate an ice bucket. And challenge. <laughs> for the second time. Hey, we're out there. We're ready to support. Well, you I, think your, I think your ice looks colder than, than mine, though, so I'm, I don't know about this. <laughs> well, I heard that, like... Did you warm up the bucket for me? I heard that even though you, you, got, you got challenged, your original one, for TV, because you had to do I it did. from a second story, you didn't want to get knocked to. out by a, a chunk no. of ice, though. Yes. So it was just water. <laughs> yeah, luckily this isn't going to come from as high. No. No, and they've, they've. But I was hoping you would warm the bucket up for me, you know. And see. Well, it, it's TV. It doesn't have to I, be ice cold. I, listen, right? I filled it. I filled it. Well, <laughs> we I can't put a fake video it. online. I filled it like an hour ago. Oh yeah, you probably kept it in the fridge the whole freezer the yeah, whole time. Yeah, we've got a cold. Oh, he's, he's talking to the mic. Please. Oh, I'm not Love talking to the phone. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. We're excited. Let's go for it. No, it's pretty awesome what Brad's done. Yeah. Uh, you know, with his golf tournament, he challenged and kind of get this back going. It's it, it, it's something to have fun with. And also for the right cause, so I'm excited um, here to obviously support and appreciate Brad getting this going again with the Freighter. I think that they've they've had a good like Brad's had a good strategy of, of who he's challenged because like yes. when you do this, you always have to think about the challengee. Like, will they make good on this? You don't yes. want to be the it's like sending <laughs> chain letters. You don't want to be the person who makes it dies on the vine because of you. No, that's why I got challenged with Matt. I was like, I'm in. I'm yeah. ready to go. You can't back down. I know, and we're like, well, this time we can do it on TV, right? Love it. How do you feel about launching events like this? Because this comes back. Some people have been a little bit cynical, but Brad makes an amazing point. I mean, this is something in his family, why he's bringing it back. But another point I have this, too, is that, like, we can spread other kinds of awareness during this. ALS is great, and there's also yes. 30,000 yellow employees who are looking for work. 
Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, you can use it for different reasons. I think it's good to get it back going. Some people say, is that back again? But I mean, it's been, I don't know, eight, nine, 10 years. So it's something to bring back into your point. Um, Yeah, that's a tough for freight and what's impacting um, all the team members at Yellow right now. Well, I know you and I are both excited about F3 coming out. We're both Absolutely. people. We can't wait until, like, we. it's awesome that Chattanooga is, like, the hub for this. It is. Our home place, especially, like, for you. You're so passionate about the Chattanooga Love it. area and evangelizing it. You're probably going to be picking up people from the airport in your in your van over there. Absolutely. But now Haley's going to tell us what's going on at F3. What, what's going to be in store for not just us, but Errol, the listeners out here are coming out. There is so much in store for this one, guys. I mean, Ryan, you were at the last one. It was great. It was, you know, the weather in Chattanooga around this time, you just can't beat it. So it allows us to be outside of the convention center. You're still getting that great content. You know, we've got already a killer list of keynotes. You know, Chris Voss, I'm very excited for Chris. That's going to be great. Um, You know, Leland Miller, Alex Epstein, um, Great keynote speakers, fireside chats. My friend uh, Alan Gershenhorn from UPS. Oh, good. UPS man. So, um, and then Freight Tech Awards. Yeah. Um, it's always a hit. And rapid. We're voting fire on demos. that right now too. Yeah. Yep. I, I, and people get testy about it. I get DMs. It's, so make sure is, you get your votes. It's a hot in. topic, people. It's a hot and topic. And I have nothing to do with the voting. Please don't like DM and I me either. No <laughs> over this. I That's not what I heard. That's we not have what nothing I heard. to do Send with DMs. it. But mm-hmm. still, Send nominate. Pictures, videos. Get involved. So yeah, but we're doing golf. We're doing the aquarium. We've got things going on downtown, outside. Great food. Ryan's probably going to yeah, help us kn- with some transportation, too. Absolutely. I know I'm a little biased from being here, but it was a great event. Um, to your point, the weather was fantastic. It's not too hot, not too cold. Uh, perfect time to be in Chattanooga if you're not here. I know a lot of people uh, that I talked to was like, hey, I can't miss Chattanooga again, that they yeah. couldn't make it last year. So go ahead and plan for it. Book it. Put it on your calendar. Plan on being here. I know it takes an extra hop on an airport to get to Chattanooga, but I'm we're fixing you, it's, that. It's We're working it. on that. It's worth it. <laughs> you, what I really like about this event, too, is it segments the um, the actual content of the event, the experience of being at the event with the networking. Now, I was at an event in Vegas. It was great. It was big. But the thing is, like a lot of these events, they start at 7 in the morning, and it's just content straight through till 6. Then, like, your feet, you know, you've walked 18,000 steps. Your feet are oh, yeah. killing you. And then there's, like, some concert at 9 o'clock you're supposed to go to. Mm-hmm. I'm a baby. Half the time I'm back asleep in my hotel room. But here, everything breaks. What, it's, like, 3.30? Like, the yeah, main stuff 3:30. is all done. And here's the other thing, too, is we really watch our agenda. So you get to see everything. We don't overstack our agenda so it's not too spread out. It's eyeballs on your product. Everybody's networking at the same time. There's options to do different things, but it's not too spread out so you're not missing everything, you know? Um, it's and like free tech summer camp a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's a but, it's a festival. It's a festival. And but it will go late at night if it has to. The tech oh, locate well, van lean, was two thirty, three thirty. I was a little tired. I was ready for day four. Yes. After the conference. Lean always takes us late into the night with oh, the, yeah. the late night networking. And I have to say it, and I want people to see my face when I say this. Have we talked about the music? Musical artists. Nice. No. Do you know who's going to come? Are we allowed to? Yeah. Spill the beans. Everybody. David Nail. Electric Avenue. T.I. The T.I. Rapper T.I. Nice. from Atlanta ATL. will be. Coming up. ATL. Right college days. Yeah. Good old days. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Great event. I'm so excited. Hey, I have a promo code for all of you, too. You may have seen those prices on there. And one of them was like 10.95, but you got to buy four tickets. No, you don't. Not if you're a What the Truck listener. 
You just got to use code F3WTT. You're going to get that price for 10.95 when you go to www.freeways.com. Right. Right. You can ignore all that garbage on hey, there. Get or price. message the me. Right. Or my yeah. price. My price. What's your code? You got a better one? I got a better code. You do? Nice. I'm just really? kidding. Mine's 11. I think it's 11.95. Oh, see, I was trying to push. Well, I won't say what I was trying to push for. Now, what's that code again? <laughs> we're, on, we're, on, we're on TV. What was the code again? You always have to say it twice. Yes, right? it is F3WTT. Let me just confirm that. Let me look at uh, Bradford and Jen's what's flag. It? I don't want to give you the wrong one. All right, here's the deal. Just message me and I'll give you a code. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> just, just talk for a second. Well, and while he finds it, yeah, while I find it, it is yes, F3WTT. Sorry, it's 1195F3WTT. Yeah, there you so, go. But still, great deal on a ticket. You know, you guys are walking away with a ton of content, great experience. Amazing food, too, honestly. Yeah. Like, food Chattanooga's great. got great food. The convention center, great food. Um, I think the biggest complaint that we have from this event last year is that we didn't have bacon at breakfast. Yeah. That's it. No bacon at breakfast. That's it. That's back, the only complaint. Back at tank an event, though. You got to make sure there's bacon. <laughs> hey, it didn't take this one. Did not take this Aren't one. Aren't there, bacon. like, conferences that are all just all about bacon or something? I think there are. Yeah. I think there was one, like, also going on in the No, that was, like, the firefighters or something. <laughs> but what, okay, let me ask you something. A lot of people go, okay, is it worth it? What's the ROI of going to an event? How do you get the most out of an event like F3, Ryan? Uh, for me, it's obviously uh, the networking opportunities, exploring what, you know, other products that what people have, being able to see a lot of people in a short period of time. We all deal with, um, you know, drivers have app fatigue. We also have, you know, I don't know, Google Zoom fatigue a little bit. Come on out and spend time. And, you know, it's still cool to talk to people face to face. And there's a lot of people will be here. A lot of things you don't want to miss out. So getting in front of those people, having those conversations. And, two, the way you guys do it with having, you know, it's work and it's some fun and the weather and, like, the mix. I mean, I know the last um, event was right behind our building right there in the choo by the choo-choo. Yeah. And it was great. Like, people were out there. It was casual. We had little fire pit things going or something like yeah. that. And uh, drink some food. And you could can really uh, connect well, ask questions. To me, it's always a learning opportunity. And I've been in the industry 24 years, and I'm always learning. Well, you've been a great sport, and you're going to get soaked in just a minute. But before we walk over there, <laughs> quick, because I, I actually mentioned too many tracking apps. Although, in this case, it was a good one because it was that couple that got hijacked. But in general, Text Locate is awesome for fill in the blank. Text Locate is awesome for communicating with drivers the easiest, simplest way possible. We appeal to the driver's EQ. So make it easy. Um, versus forcing them to download an app or forcing them to use this or that. Uh, drivers want flexibility. The apps are good products out there in the market, but sometimes some drivers don't always want that. Um, you know, check out TextLocate at TextLocate.com. We'd love to show you a demo. We are different, not just tracking visibility. We look at it and say, hey, we're beyond the blue dot. So it's around collaboration, around image capture, making it easy so the drivers, you open up that um, chain of communication, very simple with them, all via text message. All right, I think it's I think it's time to transition over to the uh, ice bucket challenge. Did we talk about your hat yet? A oh, well, yeah, yeah, my hat. Uh, here. What is this? Is this something different? <laughs> oh, what is that? How, so, how did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> no, so there was like a, about I want to say like fall of last year, there was a baseball player who wore one of these and it went viral. Like everyone yeah. saw the big. Oh hat. yeah. So um, it's funny. So I went to my wife. She's like, "What do you What do you want from like um, my mom, like my mother in law, for Christmas?" And I was like, "I want this like big hat." Because they're like $80. It's like a yeah. good Christmas gift yeah. price, not buy for yourself price. <laughs> well, and it's a big box to unwrap. <laughs> it is. It is. But, and, but then it came, and they sent it to her house first, and she almost mailed it back. And she's like, the company screwed up. They sent this big, stupid <laughs> hat instead of the, like a normal size hat. I don't know what they were thinking. I'm like, no, that, like, that's, the, that's the point. 
Yeah, so you're going to be wearing it at F3 is the question. I think so. I a think little so. bit. It's hard to travel with, so I've had it for a while now. But like, You need a hat box to travel exactly. with. Exactly. Yes. I have one for my, uh, my cowboy hat. Yeah, you need now for one this. for the big hat. Yeah, I do. All right. Love that tape. We're going to go over to the, uh, the Ice Bucket Arena. Oh, gosh. Well, you know, hey, this is the Ice Bucket Challenge. We're doing it to bring awareness to X. I dump you and then you challenge somebody. Okay. Tell me when to go. Are we fought? Oh, man, this is going to be cold. I mean. It's going to be cold. It's it going to be cold. cold. Yeah. Let him know the other day I was outside and it didn't have ice in it. Okay. It's going to be a different level. Let be gentle. Be gentle. Let them know what you're doing this for. Okay, we ready to go? Yeah. Oh, we on? We're okay, on. so we're doing the ice bucket challenge for ALS. Uh, thanks to Brad Perling originally starting this at Bitfreighter. Most recently, I was challenged by Matt McClellan. So, do I do? Do I challenge after the water after. or before? After. Okay. After. Oh, I can't tell you how cold that is. It's a whole different level. There's plenty of ice in here, but my challenge, if you're at Freight Waves and you're in Chattanooga. I had to challenge my friend Craig Fuller. So Craig, yes. get back on stage. Let's get that hair wet and come on. <laughs> Craig Fuller, you're don't on the back clock. down now. Come on, Craig. Craig's on Let's the clock. See Let's see it. Good, you're, you're awesome. Thank you so Thank much. You. Here, I'll give you all. Yeah. You got that? There you go. And now we got to bring one more person on oh, here. I told challenge. you this thing was scaling. Now we got our own Bailey Fazio. You got to oh stand in here. <laughs> All right, let's get this over with. Right, ALS, ice bucket challenge. Oh, go, 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 go. Ah! Oh my gosh. Okay, you know what? Dude, it's on, but I am challenging Kevin Nolan himself, NTG, be here at Freight Waves. I want to see Kevin Nolan do this. Monday, Monday. Oh we'll see gosh. you here, Kevin. Haley, give me a hug, give me a hug. You can get me, me wet. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you all for tuning in to What the Truck. You can find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Find me at Timothy Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Find What the Truck at FW What the Truck. Hey, go help a yellow employee today. Go help out ALS. Thank you all for doing the Ice Bucket Challenge. Take care. Don't be a stranger. See